Welcome to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brian. And this is the Bible Bistro season. Sing it. Season three. Yes, coming at you. We That's your DJ horn, right? Yeah. It's the uh it's the the final season. No, it's not the final season. Season no, three. It's, no, it's not the final. <laughs> Brian is starting rumors already. Well, so anyway, you know. we're back. We had a little hiatus there yeah. to celebrate the risen Lord and yes, well, January the, the born Lord and uh, yeah, with the born Lord and then he who is Brian. risen. Yes. Yeah, I was I was telling the whole <laughs> I'm not story. Denying the resurrection <laughs> and seated enthroned on high. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, yes, we're back here for season three. Yeah. We're so glad that you're back with us. We hope, you know, your Tuesdays have been okay in our absence. We yeah, know. I, we've had some people going back and listening to some old episodes, it looks like, from our, from what we can tell, from our <laughs> limited ability to know the what the analytics, world's going on. Yes, yes, yes. But we're back. We're season yeah. three. We've done some planning we in the did. meantime. We did. We got together. We did get together. It's not that we haven't seen each other for, you know, two months or whatever. It's we, we got together and made some plans and we're really yeah. excited about some of the things that are coming up. Yeah. We talked about some guests for the Beast yeah. and some other plans yes. of some things even yes. outside of the podcast that we're going to be... Ooh. Maybe a book club if anybody's interested. Oh, a book so. club. Yeah. Maybe. If you're... If you're a reader, and it doesn't have to be that heavy of a reader, but you can be part of it. I mean, you have to be a <laughs> Even reader. Even if you don't read, you can. Even if you don't read, you can be a part of the book club for a low, low, <laughs> low fee. Um, anyway, but we're talking about a book club and some other resources yeah. as well to, to help yeah. the church. So, In fact, th- what we're talking about today is kind of one of the books we, we may be discussing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great segue here. So as we were planning this, <laughs> that's, that's what a great I do. segue. Yeah. I've, I've been practicing my segues. Brian is the ultimate segueer. Uh, so we got together. We had coffee and yeah. uh, we had Good some coffee. lunch. Yeah. We celebrated a birthday for you. We as well. did celebrate yes. a birthday. And so during that conversation, I said I had read a book. What's that? Are you still talking? <laughs> Instead of another day older and deeper in debt. That's right. So during that conversation, we talked about, uh, I was telling Brian some of the things I've been reading, reading, and I had read a book recently that had been yeah. on my shelf. I have a problem. I admit sometimes <laughs> I get interested in a topic. I find a book on it. I buy it. And I don't necessarily it's not jump right into if it's, it. It's not hoarding of its books. It's research. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yes. I don't ever know when the Lord's going to call me to the shelf and have me pull that book down. <laughs> Um, I did not call me home, um, but um, I don't know that either. But anyway, I read this book and yeah. I said, Brian, I said, I think this is a really interesting topic for us to yeah. talk about. And we discussed uh, it. And, and it's something we've kind of hinted around at in the past and talked about a little bit, but we're going to kind of devote some episodes to this. And Yeah. So w- not just to this topic. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's dealing with the word faith. Um, and so right. the book I read was Salvation by Allegiance Alone. And it kind of deals with like, how do we use the word faith? And so in our planning, we talked about maybe there's, there's some other words that yeah. are kind of in our Christian lexicon that sometimes... And- and Go I will ahead. say one of the things that we did while we were together is we watched a movie that was Ryan's recommendation. It ended up being a much better movie than I thought it was from the description. But but I don't know if you know this, Ryan. What It's not my favorite movie of all time, but my second favorite movie of all time we're going to reference in this series. I, I What is it? I have no it's idea. The, it's The Princess Bride is my second favorite movie oh, of yes. all time. Inconceivable. <laughs> yes, we're going to... You might remember that. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Yes. So this is... This is the series. This word does not mean what you think it means. So anyway... <laughs> 
Wow. So that's that's uh, we've that been was not for, a good segue. We've been off for six weeks, folks. Things are <laughs> a little rusty. Um, but anyway, we're going to be talking about the word faith today. And the, the book article was Salvation by uh, Allegiance Alone. And so the author, Matthew Bates, was kind of um, uh, putting out there that the word faith, at least in our contemporary culture, has gotten pretty murky. Right. Like, what do we mean by the word faith? And that how we the word faith is used today um, doesn't have the same connotations as how he sees it being used inside scripture and so right. he kind of especially dies the into, new testament yeah. especially the new testament and so again and faith at least how it's in in scripture is very important you know like is and so um he's not looking at the word faith per se but the the greek word behind it Pistis is that Pistis correct? is the Greek word, or pistis, Pist- yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he says we need to reevaluate that word, and he I mean he's pretty bold in it. He's saying like we need to almost cut out the word faith, right? It's not because the word faith itself is bad, but but the connotations of it are right. bad, and are and kind we, of giving us a false sense of right. something. When you when you told me that, I mean, it really resonated with me because it's something in my teaching I've said a lot, and the way I usually say it, now he's he's like you said, it's pretty bold. He's saying we might it might be good for us to get rid of this word. I always said, you know, the word itself is not bad in English. It's just that, like you said, it's taken on this kind of meaning, this kind of connotation that is slightly different. And and I noticed it, and and I'll, a little bit later in the in the episode, we'll talk about my first thinking about this and why why I, I was led to think about it in the way I did. But I thought that was really interesting. And, and I think, like I said, I think I get where he's coming from for sure. Um, and here's, here's what I was going to say. It, it's such an important word for us, right? I mean, it's one of those words, it, you know, I don't know how you would count this, but it'd be among the top words that we talk about probably on, on during a worship service or we sing about, you know, this idea of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you start talking about Christianity, faith comes up pretty pretty quickly, right? So, mm-hmm. well, and, and I've had some conversations. Part of the reason that got me this book is having some conversations with some friends about baptism, and right. you know, what does it what does it mean to follow Jesus? And like that, it's surely, you know, as we say, like I just need, need to have faith. Well, it's like, well, surely it's more than just how you think, you sure. know, like it's more than that. But sometimes it seems like we kind of boil it down to that, and like, right. how much time have we spent? evaluating what we mean by placing our faith our faith in Jesus. And so right. that's kind of that's kind of the crux of the books and what we're going to be kind of talking about today is what is this word what is how is this word used inside scripture um, and and what does it mean? And so right. I think one of the the things that I've found interesting uh, in this book and the, the one of the first things that he says, man, we really got to pay attention to is what is the gospel? And I think that's yeah. one of the gospel. We're going to talk about gospel in another episode, sure. like what yeah. is the gospel? But it, one of his main points was, yes, the gospel is about Jesus dying for our sins. Right. Like, of course, that's a very important, but it's only a, a, a portion of the gospel. And it goes further than that. Like the next part of the gospel is, is that he has risen and he has ascended and now he is king. Sure. He yeah. reigns over everything right. and that he will return and that we oftentimes miss the reigning as king part. And what right. does it mean that we have a new king? Right. Uh, and so he, you know, he's basically, he says, he looks at New Testament passages and says, you know, when Paul says like, this is the gospel or, or anything like that. And one of the verses he uses is Philippians 2, nine through 11, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And so um, just what does that mean that Jesus is king? And what does that mean for the here and now and for faith 
in the right. king. So right. that w- that was one of the things. And so um, I thought that was a really interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. I, again, I would say growing up and. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain back to, you know, like growing up and, and, right. um, you know, how often we had focused on that one aspect of it, that Jesus died for your sins and there's nothing, you know, you, you can't earn it. You can't, you know, right. it, it is, um, and that he died for your sins and he resurrected. But oftentimes like we would sing Jesus as King, but never like this focus mm. on what does it mean that he has become King Sure. Over over the earth, like what yeah. does that exaltation mean? Yeah, even getting along, get, getting to that, the idea of king. We, you know, I often said we, you know, this, this country was founded on leaving the king, right? And like, <laughs> yes, you know, it's kind of it's kind of foundational in our documents. We're not going to have a king, um, and and so you know, we kind of have this negative view of it. But it's this idea of the ultimate authority, the one who's able to you know, claim ownership and, and claim, um, well, you, you, you know, he uses the word allegiance. That's in the title of his book, Matthew Bates mm-hmm. book. And, um, that, that he has the right to have people give them their allegiance. And like we pledge allegiance to the flag, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the idea that the allegiance goes to this person who has the ultimate authority. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thought. Um, yeah, you said you're you're racking your brain and and, and thinking about that, and, and so here's where it becomes in, you know, important. I think mm-hmm. is you know faith is. And I, I was even thinking I hadn't thought about this as we were preparing. I should have, but uh, you know, faith alone is one of those central pillars of the we would say the Reformation. You know, when the Reformation right. began, uh, you know, faith alone was was one of those things, and and I don't think it's wrong. That's that's why I keep coming back to this idea mm-hmm. of faith. Right. However, I think what we mean by faith, we have to be very careful in the way that we define it. Well, uh, that, you know, I think you this keep is using a... that word. I do not think it means what you think. Well, it, we're we're living in a time of definitions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like everybody's well, using yeah. words sometimes and many yeah. different things. And I think, you know, one of the things that really uh, first really piqued my interest in this, you know, it's one thing for someone to say, like, I think we should think of this word differently. Right. It's another thing to go like, oh, here's the evidence of why I think we should use <laughs> right. this word differently. Right. And we um, are going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that. But, you know, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, I, what I appreciate sometimes is as we talk about some of these things is extra biblical material that seems to back up right. biblical material. Right. And so like Maccabees. Third Maccabees, and, right. Yeah, yeah, third Maccabees. And so one of the the quotes he has in here is, and it's talking about um, kind of the Jews are rebelling and, and so forth, but it says the Jews, however, continue to maintain goodwill and then swerving loyalty toward mm-hmm. the dynasty. And the word loyalty is... Is the faith. Yeah. Is pistis. Pistis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. then there's a, an, a book of Esther here, Esther 13, uh, it says, when I, Artaxerxes, asked my counselors how this destruction of the Jews might be accomplished, Haman, who excels among us in sound judgment, is, uh, and is distinguished for his unchanging goodwill and steadfast fidelity. And right. that word fidelity in the Greek is pistis. pistis. Okay. So he used extra biblical and biblical context and biblical. here. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, so, uh, and pistis is the same word for fidelity sure. here. And so right. kind of going... You know how we use faith. It's surely not just how they think about right. um, their loyalty, but it's how it's it's lived out. And so yeah. that was kind of the first thing. And so I had this conversation with you, and you, you kind of said something to me similar, like once oh, I yeah. realized that, yeah, well, faith and faithfulness had this connection. Sure, too. you know I've talked about this before with some of the Greek words, especially when we start tr- translating it into English. And let me just say a couple of things. You said definitions. 
And and one of the things we have to pay attention to, and this is this is what makes it so hard, is well, we we come from a tradition where we say the words are important. And so one of our slogans in, in, in the churches we grew up in is uh, call Bible things by Bible names, right? So we should use the words in the Bible. You know, one of the problems, however, is that language changes over time. And if you've lived long enough, you can even see this in, in your own language. There's certain things that, that you might say, you might have said when you were younger, uh, that the the words have changed meaning to the point that, you know, I've had my kids sometimes say, oh, that's embarrassing to even hear you use that word, you know, because it's it's changed meaning. And so mm-hmm. we, it, 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 so it's not only the, the form of the word, but it's what that word represents, if you're thinking in, in terms of language, just, just to, to make a point with that. And so, again, I, that's why I keep saying faith is a perfectly good word. It's just that it has taken on certain connotations and maybe even I see I could say taken on, maybe even lost certain connotations that it, it should have. And I'm gonna give you a couple of examples, I think, I think of that. Just before we leave Esther too, I just I just want to say, so Esther, you know, obviously Old Testament book written mm-hmm. in Hebrew, so it's the Septuagint, the the, the, right. the a Greek translation of Esther that has that word pistis in it. And so so Here's where that becomes significant is that's kind of, you know, third Maccabees and the Septuagint are, are in that rough period of time before the writing of the New Testament. So this kind of gives us a background for the way that that word was used. But I think you can even look in the New Testament itself. And, and I'll tell you how my mind first got messed up with this, Ryan. And we've, and we've mentioned this before, I think. We haven't just concentrated on this. Um, in English, as I've said, we we will often borrow from various languages. Mm-hmm. One, one person said uh, English didn't borrow from other languages. They snuck down behind other languages, down dark alleys, and hit them over the head and stole their words. Right, but <laughs> but there's there's <laughs> I'm gonna I have to do a little Greek here. So you mentioned the word p- pistis or pistis already. Uh-huh. There's a verse, so that's a noun. Pistis is a noun in Greek, and okay. it, it's the word that we would use for the noun faith or belief. Okay, we either one of those words would be a, a, a decent translation of that, just a gloss of that of that word, faith or belief. But it's a noun. Okay, the verb form is pistuo. Uh, that's that's the the verb form of this word, and you could hear that similarity, right? Pistuo. So. What we usually say, the way it's usually translated in the New Testament, pishu is usually translated to believe. And it's already interesting, isn't it, that you get, so believe and belief, you can see those have common, but often it's translated to believe and then faith. (laughs) And you see how those come from two completely different uh, word groups, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's a third word, and this is the word that really messed me up. These are all cognates. We use the word cognate. They're they're kind of a... uh, part of a language family, let's let's call it. And the third word is an adjective that's p- pistos. And, and so you've got the, the, the noun pistis, and then there's only one letter difference. Pistos is the adjective. Mm-hmm. So here's where I first started realizing, okay, faith is more than just, I'll often say an assent to certain truths. It's, it's not just a saying, oh, yes, to these certain things that we believe to be true. Because I noticed that the word pistos often was translated, and you can see this word in it, it's often translated faithful. Okay, so think about mm-hmm. that for a minute. When I use the word faith, and then I use the word faithful, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. kind of two different contexts in which those words are usually used. 
Right. Uh, faithful has to do with I'm I'm keeping my promises right or right. You there's, know, and there's an action to it. it there's an action to it. It, it. This word allegiance would would have that idea of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm being faithful to the promises that I've made to my nation, or in this case, to the king. You know, I am I am faithful to the king. I'm not I'm not going to follow someone else, or I'm not going to be um, how do I say this? I'm not going to be a traitor to my king. I'm going to be faithful to him. So yeah, it's a but you get what I'm saying. That's a bit more intense than than the word faith. So I'm going to tell you how I solve it a lot is I use the word trust uh, to translate the 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 noun form. Um, okay. So so I think it carries with it that that idea not only an assent to certain truths but also uh, a willingness to place my trust in in the person who's made that promise to me. You, you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, the yeah. same way if I say. Well, I know Ryan's going to be faithful to to his promises to me. Then, in, in the same word, I I'm putting my trust in in the one who I believe to be faithful. That mm-hmm. kind of an idea. So, I, even to bring another word into it, does, does that make sense? So, so, so when I yeah f- yeah the, the trust is that there's a the connotation of placing your like there's a there's a positionality to an it. active to yeah it's an action yeah. to it it's it's um and and. The word for me again that messed me up was that was that adjective. Now here, here I'm going to give you some some examples of this that that may help us get. And these are all biblical. These are all New Testament examples. The first one is Matthew chapter 25, uh, verse 21. We find the word uh, uh, pistos, that idea of faithful being used there, and it's a it's a very common passage. This is Jesus' uh, parable. We call it usually the parable of the talents. You remember, I'll just tell you the story. Master's going away on a long journey, and so he calls three of his servants to himself, and he gives one, according to their abilities, it says, uh, he gives one five um, you know, talents of gold. He gives another two bags of gold. He gives the last one one bag of gold. And then when he comes back and he calls them to account for what they've done with uh, what he has entrusted to them. There's another good uh, trust word. Uh, this is what he says. Do you have that passage there? It's yeah, Matthew chapter 25, is, 21. Uh, this is CSB. Yeah. Uh, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. So the word pistos is used twice there. Good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Now, so what, is, you know, what does it mean for that servant to be faithful in this case? How would you how would you describe what he's done? How would you say he's, that he's taken what he's been given and done something with it? Okay. Like that, that it wasn't just a a holding. He's proven to be yeah. He's proven to be reliable with it. He's used it you know to good ability and that kind of thing. And so so again, when you think about faith <laughs> as the noun form that describes. A, you know what a faithful person has, let's say, or ha- however you want to put that, or um, th- then then it's more than just saying, "Oh yeah, I, I believe Jesus is is the Lord." Um, but when I say I believe Jesus is Lord, that requires certain things of me. Is I think is what we're saying here in this. Anything okay. you want to say in relation to that? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I will say, like, as I've thought about this, like the word, you know, like because we've created different words or yeah. we've used one word to describe all those things, um, you know, looking back at the Greek has been really helpful for yeah. me to, to, to see some of those things. And I think to think about between that noun and the adjective that there's a letter that's changed, <laughs> um, that, you know, obviously there's a strong connection between, yes. the, between the uh-huh. two of those and that, um, you know, I think sometimes even as we 
I, I, I think sometimes word is faithful. I, I think sometimes we don't think of it as an action word. You yeah. know, we don't, we don't, we think of it as almost a passive, like I'm not doing something negative. I just am, but like right. that there is a, there's a context where it is an action that we're participating in as well. well let me give you a couple more examples. You know, I hang out in the Gospel of John a lot, and I, 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 uh, yeah, we've, yes. we've talked about the Gospel of John on here a lot. Um, the verb pistuo, we've talked about the verb form, is one of John's favorite words. I mean, he he uses it something like ninety eight times. I went back and I checked. One of the sources I read went ninety six, but I went back and checked myself. I, if I counted right, I think it's ninety eight times. Wow. Maybe I, my math's off. But you know, in, in 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 his book, that that's a lot. Now, here's the interesting thing: is he uses the verb form ninety eight times, and he never uses the word faith or pistis mm-hmm. uh, in that context. He uses the verb to believe or to to, mm-hmm. to have faith or however you want to trust, as as I often say. Um, but he doesn't ever use the the noun form. He does use, and I think this is maybe a a, a good example for us to look at as well. Uh, do you have? Uh, go ahead and pull up John twenty twenty seven for me here, real All quick. Right. He uses here. the adjective that pistos we've talked about once. And, and earlier when he's talking, this is Thomas. This is chapter twenty when he's talking to Thomas. You know the one we mm-hmm. call. Doubting Thomas, um, and, and earlier he uses the verb form when he says he says to him, uh, you know, stop doubting and believe. But but listen to what he says here. This is the this is the adju- adjective, yeah. And 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 they've had to put it in verb form in order to translate it into English. But I want you to hear hear what it says. Yeah. Then he said to Thomas, "Put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side." Don't be faithless, but believe. Oh, yeah, they, they did a good job with that. Don't be faithless, but believe, right? And and, and here in this context, that's, that's kind of an interesting way to say it, you know, because he um, uh, Thomas, the verb form says, I will never believe, believe. uses an emphatic form. I will never believe unless I can place my uh, finger in the nail prints in his hand. And so Jesus offers him exactly what he asked. But then it says, don't be apistos, and, and it, we call it the alpha privative. It's like us putting an un or an in in front of our, an in in front of our English words. It, it okay. makes it the opposite. So he says, don't be apistos. Don't be unfaithful, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. If we think about the way we've used it, but instead be faithful. Be You know, we, we say doubting. It, it's kind of this thing. What's the opposite of doubting may be this idea of trust, Right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't find me untrustworthy, but instead place your trust in me mm-hmm. uh, is, is kind of the idea, which which I think is uh, interesting. Some other examples that I thought now there's some other and you're, I think we're going to talk about this. Maybe there's some other issues with this idea of a belief that that have come in. We've mentioned maybe before and maybe we'll mention again. Uh, one of them has to do with. Uh, when, when it talks about faith in Christ in Romans three, for example, mm, is yep. it in Galatians two as well? Is it faith in Christ or is it Christ the faith faithfulness? Of, right, right, the, the faithfulness Christ, of Christ, or you know, it's it's the question we call it the objective genitive question. 
Um, and and again, that's something for us to think about maybe another day. But there's there's a lot. Of, and I want to say this: I am giving like the most basic version of this book ever presented. He does say several times about this. Like there are places where the word faith actually is very appropriate how we yeah. use it today. Yeah. Oh but yeah, there's absolutely. other places because we just use the word faith like all the time in there that yes. we're missing maybe some of those things behind it. So yeah, some of the implications. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because it's again, it's not necessarily the word. It's what what do we take it to mean? And and we have to kind of think through these. And that's why you know it requires us to do a little bit of study, a little bit of digging. Right. Uh, look at Romans four though. I thought we'd look at Romans four four and five uh, as just an example. It talks about Abraham here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, look, go ahead and look at that. Do you have that there in yeah, front of you? But, yeah. I was going to bring this one, up in the NIV okay. as well. Go ahead. Okay. Now to the one who works, pay is not credited as a gift, but as something owed. But to the one who does not work, but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous, his faith is credited for righteousness. Okay. So you see that idea of belief and faith. You know, of course, we have this this famous idea of the faith that's credited or, or, you know, faith is counted to him as righteousness goes back to that idea of uh, of Abraham, that quotation from from the book of Genesis, where it says uh, that he <laughs> I don't know how you want to translate it. He trusted God and it was credited to him as righteousness because the context there of Abraham is God asked him to leave his home country and to go to a place that he's never been. And it says that. He believed him. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, I mean, that's trust though, right? That, right. That's an idea. And it, it's it's an active it, it wasn't him just saying like, oh, I believe that you're the God of the universe, but I'm actually going <laughs> right. to participate in what you tell me to do. Right. I've used the example of trying to explain this difference sometimes between belief and what I call trust, often call trust. Uh, which I think may be a good, again, there's, it's not just that it's a, I'm not saying it's a bad translation. It's just to get across the idea we're, we're, we're trying to talk about. I've said, it's one thing for you, if you're looking at a bridge um, to say, you know, well, uh, you know, I know the person who designed this bridge and everything, and I believe it will hold my weight. All right. I, I believe that it's another thing to walk across the bridge, <laughs> right? Yeah. One is an ascent to truth. Oh, I, I believe this. Another is is the trust that I'm going to actually place the weight, <laughs> which for mm-hmm. me is is considerable, on on the bridge, right? Um, yeah. And and so it's that that idea of trusting our lives, uh, and that that's what I think faith is. It's trusting our lives to God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying that we trust Him no matter what. Uh, no matter what may come, that's that's kind of the idea. I think that, that's that, that's you know we're getting across. So so that idea again of faithful and 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 trusting, you know, th- those that's kind of the idea that 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 I think this carries with it um, more than than simply you know uh, 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 believing certain things. Now I meant to say this earlier. It doesn't mean we're not trying to say, I don't think either either you or I, and I don't think the author of this book, I don't think Matthew Bates would say this either. Uh, there are certain things that's important for us to, to believe. You know, right. there are certain yes. truths that are the foundation in a way for the trust that we have in God. Uh, yeah. The resurrection of Jesus, for example. I believe that that is something that happened, which helps me put my trust in a God that I too can have eternal life. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because because I believe that, that that's that's a thing that happens. So. Yeah, I, I will say, like, basically what he's come down to, and he uses, kind of takes this allegiance idea, and he says, he, he sees that there's three three things that are involved with this allegiance or this trust, that, that it's, it's like an intellectual agreement, like an intellectual assent, like I actually believe that Christ came from, rose from the dead, right. uh, is coming again, a confession of loyalty to Jesus, and I mean, this okay. could be a public confession, you know, baptism, you know, it's like this public declaration, sure. I'm, and then what he calls embodied fidelity, that okay. like how we live out our lives um, and what we do affirms our, those beliefs. Like it's, it's right. you know, that, um, that it's all three of those things kind of working together. The, that, the that weird, th- go ahead. weird phrase previous generations used was subsequent, subsequent acts, you know, that, that in yeah. other words, my life is going to reflect that I had placed my allegiance to use to use uh, Matthew Bates' word, yeah. I placed my allegiance in the King, and, and therefore my life is going to reflect that. Yeah, and and I, that's the main point of we're talking about that Jesus as King is uh-huh. like that. This like, what does it mean to be a, a subject of the King? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it can't just be like I believe he's King. Like the King to be part of his kingdom, we have to we serve the King, and so that you know our actions cannot be that our that faith that when we say like um, that it's, it's more of an allegiance phrase and not just an intellectual things, but it's allegiance and how we act. Right. And that is uh, to give that, salvation. to give that a little bit more flesh too. We might, we might say it's kind of, you know, what would the opposite, you know, again, I'm always thinking in the negative, right? Uh, what would the opposite be? It'd be, it'd be kind of rebellion, right? right. Being, a, being a rebel against the King or, um, you know, I mentioned trade the word traitor earlier. Uh, it's to be working against the king and his purposes rather than placing yourself in alignment with the king and his purposes. Is yeah, kind of just because just you know someone's the king doesn't mean right. you won't get your head cut <laughs> off if you don't work against him. That's like an old medieval thing. No, I'm not yeah. saying... Well, anyway, yeah. So um, <laughs> enough said. Enough said. But I, I, I that, that's I think the point the point that he's trying to make okay. is that we we've stripped away. You know, just as you talked about trust. You know, we've right. stripped away the embodiment from it, and we've made it only an intellectual assent right. uh, yeah. piece of it. So I had I had two other passages, and I think you may have some other passages you want to look at too. But Galatians three is one of them. Galatians three uh, seven through nine. Um, if you want yeah. to pull that one up, yeah, and this, again, I, is, I like this one because you know I'm always about Abraham and the covenant, the promises, and the, the way that we see that fulfilled in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, chapter three, verse seven of Galatians. You know then that those who have faith, these are Abraham's sons. Now the Scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaim the gospel ahead of time to Abraham, saying, "All the nations will be blessed through you." Consequently, those who have faith are blessed with Abraham, who had faith. Okay. And, and the interesting thing in that last faith, where it says Abraham who had faith, that's actually the adjective there. So it, it would be something like, we, we're blessed by Abraham, the, the faithful one, mm-hmm. right? Faithful. In fact, it's kind of like faithful Abraham. Um, that, that's all it says. Um, and, and they. it's funny, we've even had to translate that in English to make it kind of smoother to say who had faith, but really that's not what it's saying. It's saying Abraham who was faithful, something, something that effect. In other words, he, he kept his, um, 
allegiance to God, and he demonstrated that in the things that he did. Uh, and so you notice how many times faith is used there uh, to, to describe this activity. That's why I thought that would be an interesting Yeah, one, well, let me reread uh, it here. At. And I was sure. thinking about this. I mean, and, and uh, it's Dr. Bates does this several times in his book. Like, how do you reread re- this with sure. like this as allegiance? So yeah. you know then that those who have uh, that who are allegiant, these uh-huh. are Abraham's sons. Now the scriptures on advance that God would justify the Gentiles by allegiance and proclaim the gospel ahead of time to Abraham saying, all the nations will be blessed through you. Consequently, those who pledge allegiance are blessed with yes. Abraham, who was allegiant. Allegiant. He was a who, yeah. He was a keeper of the faith. Something like something yeah. like that. I, 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 again, I. I I'm not a the scholar like you are, but I thought you know this is a really interesting. It was an interesting way to think about that because I've again I've I've always I've felt without knowing the Greek or so forth that sometimes the word faith had gotten muddy. At least how yeah. I I felt it existed. It, it's a little weak, and again, it's not the word itself's problem. I, I feel so bad even saying that. You know, the faith has become weak, but it's it's really what we've done with it, how how we've kind of misused it and mishandled it, and that, that happens with words. You know, you use well, even even you overuse a word, right? And it it you know, here's an example. This is this uh-oh, is completely uh-oh. off the wall. He just it just happened. Do you remember what you pointed out? Do you remember uh, several weeks ago what you pointed out to me that was my favorite adjective when I talk about something like. Super. Brian loves the word super. Like, hey, how was your food? Super good. Super good. Oh, how was how was that song? Oh, super good. Everything is super, and, and, super and, delicious, super and, good. And he brought it to my attention, so now I can barely talk. Um, you know, I catch myself all the time using this, but but we do. We overuse. I mean, all of us do it, though, right? Yes. It, it, it's something that I have we no all do. Like that. <laughs> right. Well, of course. Of course. But. Uh, <laughs> bring in, bring in Lauren to talk about your quirks, but yeah, but the uh, um, you know we overuse the word. I mean, super. <laughs> I mean, it, it becomes kind of you know it does it doesn't mean anything then you know when we begin to use these words uh, in, in this in this way, and that's again faith is an important word, and and it, it, it's not even the word that's important; it's the concept that's important that we are placing our our our, our faith, we're placing our trust. Uh, in, in God. Uh, one more that I thought was interesting, and this is First uh, Timothy. Of course, there's, you know, the words used uh, many times in the New Testament. These are just a few that I thought could kind of illustrate some of what we're talking about today. Uh, I have this here someplace. I'm going to read this from the NIV first, and then I, I want you to follow along. This is First Timothy 5. Okay. Not follow along, but I want you to then give us uh, in the CSV. I ask you to yep. intentionally bring a different version. Uh, what did I say? First Timothy 5? 12. Uh, 12, okay. Uh, here's what it says there, and, and it, it's t- talking about... Um, um, you know, it's talking about widows here, basically. But it's interesting, this this phrase, verse 12, they thus bring judgment on themselves because they have, and I'm going to read it in the NIV 2011, because they've broken their first pledge. Now, that word pledge it, it is the word uh, pistis. That's the word faith. And we use the word in this way. If you think about it, it sounds kind of archaic, but we talk about breaking faith with someone, right? Have you, have you ever heard that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that phrase used. And so here's that idea. They broke it. And, and it's interesting, the NIV, the, the 2011 translators, of the NIV thought we can't use the word. They broke in their first faith here. They use that word pledge and it goes right along with that idea of, you know, pledging allegiance. Their, their, um, you know, the oath that they took to their husband is what, what he's talking about. 
and so so that's you know that's kind of the idea that uh, I thought that lent weight to that idea the way that um, Matthew Bates used in extra biblical literature some of the way that that word's used but it, it's it's even used that way within the text to mm-hmm. give a different kind of idea or flavor to it than we usually use. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't seen that one before. You know, to yeah. you know to see again we because the nature of words are different and Greek right. is different than English. You know, we miss some sure. of these like very subtle pieces underneath there. Right. Um, so let me let me ask you this. You okay. know, and I've got um, I, I can talk about a couple other things here, but like, what do you why do you think this is so important for us? I mean, I I know why I think it's sure. important, but like for you to <laughs> why is this why is this idea important yeah. for us? Well, I, I mentioned earlier, faith is is a central concept for Christianity. I mean, there there is no Christianity without faith, and and almost any you know anyone uh, you know they're going to say that's one of the initial stages of what it means to become a follower of Jesus. If we want to use those words or Christian, however we want to describe this, um, is you have to have you have to you know have faith. You have to place your trust or you have to believe in Jesus. Here's why I think it's important that it's kind of lost this, uh, the strength of this idea. And I think this is the same thing. I haven't read the book, but uh, from what you've described, and, and maybe you can respond to see if I've if I've understood it correctly, the way that this is sometimes used within certain Christian circles is all we want someone to do is to, is to believe. That's all they need to do. Uh, believe on Jesus and you'll be saved. It's a, and that's a, that's a direct quotation of the of the New Testament. But you, you get what I'm saying is when we begin to think about what we mean by believe, pesuo, we're saying it's a little bit of a stronger concept than we often would just understand it in English today. So I was driving, you know, even when I drove over to Indianapolis to hang out with you uh, uh, last week or a week before last, whenever that was. Um, you know, you see these roadside signs that will just say, believe in Jesus. And it's it's like, you know, he's Jesus is coming soon. Believe in him. And, and it's like people think, well, that's all you, all you need to do is you need to say, I believe in Jesus. Or, or it, it, it becomes a, a very kind of, um, how do I say this, a, a very light <laughs> kind of thing that we do. And I think... The problem is that that part of um, that that Matthew Bates is calling allegiance, that idea of the way that we then live our lives in a way that is centered around Jesus as Christ. And we're going to talk about that word in, in later, um, but this idea of Jesus as king, um, the way we center our lives around him. I think is uh, is lost. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It becomes. Uh, I'm trying to think who, what what author was it? You may be able to help me. That we'd call it easy believism. <laughs> was it? Uh, uh, I mean, Bonhoeffer called it cheap grace. <laughs> cheap, cheap grace, right? But but there was there's. Uh, I can't remember what author was that that you know talked about easy believism. That, and again, the, the Reformation faith alone, I think, is is an important concept. But I think that. Faith means that my life is going to be structured in certain ways uh, where I'm placing my trust in God. And ultimately, not not to oversimplify this, but I often will go back to the garden, a garden of Eden, and, and uh-huh. I'll say that that first sin, that initial sin is saying we're, we're not going to trust God, but we're going to trust in ourselves. We're, we're going to say what is right and wrong for ourselves. 
And I think that's what the the struggle and the the question still is for us today. Do we place our trust in God or do we place our trust in ourselves and our own abilities and, uh, and, and that kind of thing? So that's that's what I think it comes down to. Does that make sense? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh Dr. Bates in the book uh, makes a comment. It's like, we need to quit asking people to uh, invite Jesus into their heart. Right. We need to ask them to pledge allegiance, you know, like pledge allegiance, to, pledge yeah. allegiance to, to Christ. You know what I mean? Like to make that, yeah. you know, so, I mean, it, you know, it's very similar to you, like that sometimes when we use the word faith or that easy believism, like it's it's instead of being just like something that just, yes, we have to have that intellectual sin and believe that, but instead of just saying it's something that just happens to me, it's, it's something that I'm an active participant in as well. Not that you're saved by (laughs) the doing it. That is the the gift of God, but like the faith has to have some embodiment to it. And that's where it gets tricky. You know, that's, that's where it gets, gets into, into some difficult area. But I think, I think we've, we've probably aired, uh, quite a bit on that side of oh just you know just if you say the words you know that's that's mm-hmm. all I need and you know you see it on the back of semis sometimes and and again you know I'm not <laughs> don't write in I'm not criticizing people who put it on the back of semis you know because it may make someone think about about this but I don't think it's just gonna be somebody going oh yeah I believe in Jesus and you know that that's all it is um, I, I think it's saying that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna structure my life, or I'm going to live my life in a way that shows that I believe that Jesus is King, not just that I said it with my lips. You know, the James, we haven't even mentioned the James passage where you know he's he, he there seems to make a really clear. I did did uh, did uh, he, he does reference it? You know, it's like saying like has. obviously. Uh, so go ahead and I don't. What what is it? Well, in James? it's uh, it's James five. Is it James five? I can't I remember think where it's it is. But, the James here, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's even the even the demons, the demons. believe in, in, and shudder, right? Uh, saying that there's there's a, e- even a level of belief that they have, and you see this. We're not working through Mark right now, and uh, you know Jesus is casting out demons. It says, and and they're all confessing him as son of God, right? But obviously not in a way that's bringing salvation to them. Uh, to the point that in Mark uh, three, Jesus says, you know, tells the demons to be quiet. Did you find the passage there? Uh, I'm, I'm still looking forward here. Okay, but but anyway, it's it's that idea. Even the belief, you know, you say you have faith. Faith without works is useless, right? Even right. the even the demons uh, believe and shudder. Yeah, I'm. Oh gosh, I'll find it here. I, I, go ahead, go ahead, and you you, you talk. So, so am I understanding uh, kind of the book without yeah, having I mean, read the, it? I, that... I think. Yeah, I mean, his whole thing is as, um, and he comes from a kind of pretty ecumenical background. His right. undergrad work was uh, in a non-denominational school. He went to a reformed graduate program and then went to Notre Dame for his doctoral work. And right. comes from a pretty ecumenical background and saying like, I'm not trying to take on any denominational or anything like that, but saying like, we, we need to recapture some of his contention is we need to recapture some of what is being said here in scripture and what's being asked of us. And that, um, as we look at even what some of Paul's things and what, what he has to say, um, and you know, James and others like that, that it's clear that it's clear inside scripture is as Jesus even makes some comments about how we live our life, like how we've embodied our belief. Right. Um, that sometimes we 
almost skip over it, but kind of going that that Jesus is calling us to this and that sometimes our systematic theologies or something like that can kind of get in the way of that or our understanding of definitions of words um, can somewhat hinder us from seeing what scripture is actually trying trying to say to us. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely, I mean, what I appreciate about the book, if um, I would say, you know, it's... I would consider we talked. You and I were discussing like what's an undergraduate book, what's a graduate book, and right. so forth. And I'm like, I would say this is like more of an undergraduate book. You know, if you've um, he explains it pretty clearly, and he doesn't um, he doesn't mince a lot of words sometimes, which right. I really appreciate. I mean, he he gets yeah. to the point and and makes the point. But basically, I mean, he I think he's trying to cut through. And as we've talked about this, like there's cultural things that have come on us that that we put on these glasses about how we read sure. certain words and in certain contexts. Yeah. And I think he's, he, he's one of these guys that's kind of going, I think, I believe as I look at scripture that there's, we, we've got a lens here. That's not yeah. exactly a biblical lens. Yeah. We need just a little correction there. And, and I'll say, you said you called him ecumenical, but he, one of the interesting things when I was doing some research on him, looking at his, his website, uh, he's, he's teaching in a, in a Catholic school. And yet he says he enjoys the, the, um, um, challenge of a you know as a as a Protestant believer teaching in that context. So he he certainly has you know a, a, a faith perspective that mm-hmm. is different than than uh, Roman Catholic. But he he appreciates teaching in that context. Uh, he, I, I said chapter five. It's actually chapter two after I said that. But it's chapter two, eighteen in the in the book of James. Just to to read this, and then we'll see. Do you have other passages that you want to look at? Yeah, I was just uh, going to read some of the things that that he said again, kind of okay. replacing some of the word faith with. Okay. With allegiance here, but go ahead. Uh, this is what it says. It says, someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds, or some translations say by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So that's what we were talking about. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did, right, when he offered his son Isaac? So so faith demonstrated in, in the things that are done. And and again, we've kind of made this into a, um, how do I say this, a, a um, false dichotomy, I think, sometimes between, you know, belief and what we do, uh, where, uh, you know, James, and I think, I think even Paul would say the things that uh, we believe should be demonstrated in, in the way that we live our lives and the, and, and the actions that we take, the decisions that we make. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I think a lot of it goes back to this. You kind of hinted at this, and you said anybody that's done any theology work would know it. Like some of that, uh, the objective genitive is yeah. it the is it the faithfulness of Jesus, or is it the you know faith in Jesus, sure. or, or or what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to read these other verses. I don't want to keep okay. continuing continuing okay. the, the uh, conversation on that because I I don't want to. We could keep going down this path, but I think, um, I mean, there's so much we could keep yeah, going on. Right. But I think, you know, I, uh, for me, this has been a, a helpful conversation. You know, I read the book and, you know, I do this a lot. I text you, Brian, and say, Brian, what do you think about this? Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's uh, I, I, it's one of these things to read something and kind of go, does this, does this I, I feel like this right. is making sense, but does this fit in line? And that's, Well, and I'll say again, when you begin to describe it, you know, I said, oh, I, you know, this is something that I, I think we've, we've even talked about on this podcast, not, again, not a whole episode devoted to it, but, uh, you know, this is certainly a big part of what I think. I think, 
you know, when I when I teach about faith, often I will use, and it's funny that he he suggests inserting these other words. You know, I'll sometimes use the word trust, and again, and it's not that it's a it's a superior. I'm not trying to say, oh, this is a superior translation, but it's more just to give us a different flavor uh, of that word. You know, it's it's a little bit different to trust someone than it is just to say, oh, I I believe that person. Uh, although, you know, you could use that that idea synonymously, but somehow within a religious context, I think we within a Christian context, context maybe be better to say uh, we've taken that word faith and and we've you know weakened it or we don't we don't give it the full weight that it deserves i guess is all i'm trying to say and so anyway it resonated very very closely with me when you were describing what he said and we're going to try to get get uh we're going to try to get him um, on the, the old Yeah, the he's old got pocket. another book coming out and, and uh, may be interested in coming yeah. and talking to us. So. Yeah. Well, Brian, thanks so much for yeah. uh, chatting about this. I think this is, uh, you know, this is kind of be kind of the format that we're going to go for the next three or four weeks talking about yeah. words or concepts. Inconceivable. Inconceivable uh, that we're going to be, they're going to keep working through. And so uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, we do have a Patreon. If you're yeah. just joining us now um, that you can sign up for, we are working on content to put on there right now. Yeah. It's just been swag and we appreciate our supporters that ha- are faithful, our Pis, pis, pistios. Yeah, pistos, yeah. Pistos uh, supporters. Um, and uh, they've, they've had some swag in there, a coffee cup sticker and a t-shirt. Um, and so, uh, but we're working on adding some more content to that as well. Yeah. And we're also looking at a book club. So if you're interested in that, we'd love to hear from you as well. And uh, what would be a good format for you for on that? But uh, thanks so much for joining us. And Brian, we will be back next Tuesday. Next week. Yes. Season three. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. See you, man. Bye.